la 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 shut up hi everybody and welcome to episode three of season one of the half alive podcast we are the law and law brothers my name is law and my name is law and i'm a writer without a contract, coming to you from the attic of our ramshackle house in Schenectady, New York. And I am an actor, currently without a role, coming to you from the basement of our ramshackle house in Schenectady, New York. Ah, Schenectady, the place where we grew up, tried to escape from, and wound up returning to when our dreams proved to be too fast for us to chase. Right. La and I are 60-year-old twins with more than a few career, financial, and size challenges. And our podcast is for people like us who had big career aspirations in the arts. People who now accept that we have to modify our aspirations but not abandon them. Mm -hmm. Part of our show is about coping with the new realities of our lives, such as surviving survival jobs. And part of our show is about finding ways to practice your artistic endeavors, even if, like us, you've given up on ever getting famous. And on ever making a living with your art. Or getting above the poverty line. (laughs) Hey, tell everyone the really good news. The good news is, La, we have 50-something subscribers or downloads or something. We're famous. From from like all over the world, you said, All over the world, I said. Yep, indeed. Hi, world. Hi, world. Here we am. It's La and La world. (laughs) Finally. Mama, I want to (laughs) sing. Well, I hope we're helping you people. Let us know by emailing us at halfalivepodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and indeed. tell us where you are and what you like about the show and what he can do to change. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, La. Why don't we first do a wee warm-up activity? All right. Why don't we warm up by talking about something that's made us happy in the past week? La. <laughs> <laughs> That That is a dry gulch. All right, well, let's take it down a notch and try to think of at least one thing that went right for us this past week. Oh, all right. Well, that's that's easier, right? So gratitude is about things going, going right, even if they're tiny little things. Um, Correct. All right, I have one. I was uh, getting ready for work for my horrible job, and I was facing the prospect of having to go to work with no underwear on because I didn't have any clean underwear. Oh. Yeah. La. What? That's a terrible prospect. It certainly is a terrible prospect. Eight hours of cleaning in a hellhole. So, chafing. Um, chafing. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, I dug around and deep in the back of my closet, past all these uh, T-shirts that I never wear, there was a little pair of underwear that still fit, and they were clean. Law. So I got to. I didn't have to go commando through my entire hellish shift. Well, so, that's, that's gratitude. <laughs> that is, well, you know, but the point of this, right? If your life is pretty tough, right? You yes. have to look at little tiny things and kind of be positive. Yes, exactly. Turn it around. I didn't Small kill mercies. five people. There were five people I could have killed that I didn't kill. Oh, tell. That certainly well, is better than mine. We have, uh, La and I have a car that I think was last street. Is it called, they call it streetworthy? Mm, street worthy? Street law. You didn't take that car out, did you? <laughs> I did. Like oh. 10 years ago, it, it barely passed inspection. And um, yeah. That's <laughs> 10 no, years ago, it barely passed no. inspection. <laughs> and, we, and I was late for, I couldn't get the bus and I was going to be late for Kanzanati's. Oh. And I decided to take the car out. And it got there, all right. Yeah. And on the way home, we had a little bit of an ice storm, mm-hmm. and I dropped a Cheeto, and I dove under the dashboard <laughs> to grab it, and I started to slide, and I poke up. I did a oh complete, like, figure eight, and I didn't hit, like, four cars that were there, and oh I didn't hit God. one of them. And I just <laughs> sat there, panicked, finished the Cheeto, and came home. 
but I, I that could have been a horrible accident. Not only would I have hurt people, I would have hurt myself, and I also would have gone to jail for reckless yeah. driving and <laughs> uninsured dri- automobile. Uninsured. So <laughs> Uninspected. <look that. laughs> so Unlicensed that been- driver. <laughs> Driving while, <laughs> driving while cheetoed, intoxicated on junk food. Oh. But I was so grateful that yes. that I got out of that unscathed. So, and if that, any of you were on that road, whatever that road was, um, you should be grateful too that my brother didn't kill you. Write to us at Half Alive Podcast <laughs> at gmail dot com and yes, tell and th- tell us about your gratitude. Describe the look on my face with my eyes as big as saucers, terrified, sitting on the side of the road. All right, well, I think we need to retire that car once and for all. I agree. But it is about trying to break it down into the little moments of each day, trying to be grateful for, for you know, moments in life. And hopefully they'll all string together and old age will be a, a good time. Yeah, well, it won't be a walk in the park for us, but it, it won't, doesn't have to be horrible. So anyways, I believe we're adequately warmed up. All right, so... Do you remember we played, this is to the listeners, I know La remembers, but mm-hmm. we played the game, is it us or them? And the whole point of the, the game is to kind of, as one gets older, you hold on to a lot of things that didn't work out in your life or that you made mistakes and guilt, what have you, and, and they kind of, they torture you. So right. we're going to talk about one that we both share that's kind of hard to talk about. It's embarrassing, but we want to get it out right and this is actually the one thing on top of it being a horrible event it also is the only time my brother and i ever had a fight that's true we only had one fight i mean major blood drawing physical fight yeah um and yeah so this is about letting go i mean we can't play was it us or was it them with this particular issue once you find (laughs) out what it is uh but um it is about we're going to say it because we need to let go of a certain amount of guilt and remorse and things like that and move on, move on with our lives. So in doing that, we have to take a little trip down memory lane and talk about our deceased family members, all of whom are deceased now. We have had four older siblings, all of whom are gone. Right. Um, Why don't we leave Richard for last and just okay. talk about Carmi and Frank for a okay. quick second. So Frank was a stoner. Mm-hmm. Um, a he dad. Died at, <laughs> what? A dad many times over. Yeah, he got a lot of girls pregnant, and you know he was just kind of like a harmless stoner yeah. who's dead of lung cancer. He died at 39. Um, and then Carmi, how do you explain Carmi well, was Carmi, a mystery? Carmi's a mystery to us. We, we're kind of wondering now if he wasn't transgendered, but he left home at 17 on the dot. And we never saw him again. I don't know right. He was a lot older than us, and yeah. we think that maybe he was gay because of the way the family whispered about him. And but uh, we'll talk more about him at another time. Because why did they whisper little... about him? And Dad would call us little faggots. I know <laughs> it. Well, uh, all, well, Carmi would fight back. Remember, he would always yeah. give it back to Dad and Grandma. Yeah, yeah. No, you he know, loved. So maybe Carmi that's... loved fighting with Dad, and then that's I think we, we now we can look back and really appreciate him for that. Yeah, um, but he left home, disappeared, and yeah. we heard later that he, I think he lived in Oregon, and he died around so. 40 of lung cancer. Yeah, can you imagine that? So, and then it, we, we <laughs> had a baby, baby sister. An- baby Angela. Mm. 
she was dropped on the head by the baby doctor. And yeah. I'm not laughing because it's funny. It's just so ridiculous. But she it is. is. An obstetrician dropping a baby. Can you? Or that's what they told our parents anyways. That's what our father told us, who God only knows. He probably dropped her, don't you think, yeah. Law? Who knows? But anyway, she lived a, not even a day. No. I think she just got dropped out and that's it. But no. anyway, so then there was Richard. Richard was the firstborn, a lot yep. older than us. How, like 10 years older than us? Yep, 10 years. Was it? And um, he was the firstborn, and he was our, the gem in our father's eye. Our mm-hmm. grandmother loved him. He was a huge bully, huge bully. He was a high school jock. Yep. He was, I always describe him, he looked like a caveman, but he had just one gene on the good-looking side. Yeah, yeah. So he Girls was, loved him. Yeah. Until he got leukemia. Yeah, then then they weren't hanging around, were they? So he was at Schenectady Community College because he was such a you know brainiac, and he was on their football team. And um, he all of a sudden he got this diagnosis of leukemia. Twenty years old. Can you imagine that? Yeah, and you know, I want to I want to stack the deck in our favor with this story though. So I want to just say talk for a second about how horrible he was to us. Yeah, how he would he would like we were like little kids, right? We were like eight, eight was it well, like seven we were, or eight? We were young. <laughs> we were <laughs> young, and he was exactly. a full teenager, like fully developed jock, and he would torture us. He'd like come here, come here, you two, come here, and he'd ask us a question, get closer, get closer, and then he'd grab our heads and bang our heads. And together. I'm not talking just like you know gentle knock them together ha 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 i mean it we probably have sustained some brain damage yeah. i think i mean he, he would full-on punch me right in the chest he threw yeah. you out a window well you know he threw me out uh, a number of windows lawn not necessarily in the first floor either but, yeah he uh, would do this thing where he'd he'd kind of hang us upside down and so yep. i'm gonna drop you i'm gonna drop you i'm gonna drop you and he did drop us I and mean, he was yeah. he was sadistic he certainly I mean, was. Then, and we don't, don't understand. And now I'm still, 60 years old, cannot understand. I mean, we're 10 years younger than him. We should have been his little buddies, right? He should have been our yeah. big hero. Instead, we were like these two little girly nuisances to him. And he could, ugh. And our anyway. father would, would, would see it and not say anything. He'd kind of get a kick out of it because yeah. we were the two little girls. And yeah. I guess it was normal. for. But anyway, so he that's He was going to toughen setup. us up. But Richard was the got leukemia. And, uh, you know, they had treatment for a while. Remember, this is the early 70s, so things are probably pretty primitive. Um, and they decided at some point that the treatments were not working well enough and that they needed to do a bone marrow transplant, which must have been, you know, pretty new back then. So they had to, the best thing to do, from what I little I understand, is you test everybody in the family first to see who the best donor is going to be if you have any family. And guess who turned out to be the absolute <laughs> best matches for our mean bullying brother? La and La. The brothers he despised. And guess what? We were happy. We were? We were like thrilled. Like we felt like little heroes. We were like, wow, we can we can save our brother. And still, even though even though he still bullied us after we were gonna go through with this. But anyway, that's we were really happy. And then we started to get competitive. Yeah, I mean it was like I'm gonna be the one to donate the bone marrow. I get no. to be. No, I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be the one. I even thought if I ate more and got chubbier, <laughs> chubbier than La, they'd pick me. So we had like eating contests and <laughs> you name it. But but yeah, we were very. Oh, excited. we were so proud. We were finally going to prove ourselves as the uh, something other than the the annoyances in the family. So our father took us to the specialist back then, who explains the process to it, and he had this very calming voice and very methodical explanation. But it couldn't stop the facts that. Um, 
they were going to give us that it was going to be a terrible procedure for us. Right, all these shots yeah. beforehand to get the I get the get the stem cells plump or something. <laughs> and then, and um, I ahead. swear to God, he kind of like like was getting pleasure out of the way he was explaining it to us about how he's going to have to like. Didn't they have to like dig marrow out of our hips or something like that? Well, that's it. They after all these shots, if the, the marrow becomes you know harvestable, then they the final thing was to go into the hip and extract it. Well, you know this to ten year old boys, this meant you know I think we're, torture. We, yeah, and that, so I, I we look at each other. And say, you do it. No, you do it. Yeah. I don't want to do it. You do it. And we got in yeah. our first fight. We started suddenly. To, there was a new kind of competition happening. <laughs> And there was terror. I mean, we were yeah. terrified. And and I said, take him. He's fatter than I am. And I said, take him. And I, I don't know where it came from. I was in a blind rage. It was like I was fighting my life. And I jumped on him. And we fell off the table. And oh, we're yeah, yeah. like rolling around the floor at the doctor's office. I think Blood was drawn. Actually, was just I sad. never saw him act like that. They, they, they're actually fighting like men. Yeah, he, dad was he, kind of strangely proud of us, but at the same time, you know, surprised because we were just going at pulling each other's hair and uh, so horrible. Yeah, so the doctor and, find the doctor pulls us apart because our idiot father, you know, couldn't um, <laughs> couldn't quite stop himself from enjoying the the you know the lions eating the Christians. So um, he sits us down and he looks at our father and says. I'm sorry, but neither of these boys is a viable donor because you have to be absolutely willing to do this procedure, and neither of them is is clearly neither of them is willing to do it, and that and, was that. Well, it was that, but I mean, I remember just the the look of complete hatred and disappointment on our father's face. Oh yeah, he was pleading with the doctor, "I'll get him to do it. I'll get him." He says, it wasn't about getting us to do it; we had right. to be willing to do it, right. but. So we get home that night, and I don't remember a lot of it. I remember Grandma beat the shit out of us. Yeah. I don't understand. You know, it was must have been, she didn't even understand English all that well. She understood blo- bone marrow transplants, for Christ's sake. And I don't know. Yeah, she I went after mom. Richard. Remember, even Richard. And you'd think that he would try to, he'd be nice to us leading up to this, which he wasn't, and then afterwards try to convince us to save his life. Instead, he's attempted to throw us out a window, me out a window anyway. <laughs> But you was so but, weak, you couldn't do it. Yeah, but we we did the next day. You know, we we agreed, and the dad called the doctor again, but the right. doctor wouldn't do it. Yeah, the doctor do said it. absolutely no. I saw what I saw, and you know, so we were okay. We were pretty good at staying out of the line of fire, right, Law? I mean, yeah, I mean, we were, but you know, every time you know richard started to fail all eyes were on us and yeah. all eyes were on us until he finally did pass away he did die and then of course uh our grandma who uh, at our had, at his funeral at his wake yep she had you know. to be the victim and she uh managed to point out to everybody that showed up these are two he's the one they kill him they kill him yep, they we, killed the boy we were the killers how do you like that so, so. wonderful the moral of the story <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not a funny story, right? But I do, God, I, I, I can't let this one go. This is bigger than any career failures we've had. Yeah, you know. Well, so. I can't let it go either. But I, I, I do feel at some point we need to stop torturing ourselves over it. I mean, we were ten-year-old boys. We came from a completely dysfunctional family, and our brother just was. You know, we were ten-year-old boys. We couldn't. And we were willing to do asshole. it afterwards. We were willing to do it. But it was yeah. too late. Well, we were willing to do it at sort of gunpoint, but yeah, the fact is, 
yeah, we were willing to do it after. <laughs> I think after the. Uh... I wonder if if um, the doctor had kids or something, and and Richard bullied their his kids at school, and he was like secretly sabotaging the whole thing. Oh come it's on, La, another fault. flight of fancy. What? Why not? Yes. Why anything to get off this guilt? <laughs> Yes, maybe he did. Maybe this is an episode of uh, Knott's Landing. Uh, so, <laughs> so, anyway, so well, we're... Uh, I think we have to. I mean, the, uh, the the other thing is, it made I feel like, ironically enough, it made our bond much stronger. We were survivors in a family that absolutely despised us, and you know, in some ways, there was a little bit of you know psychological torture right well and, and everybody's gone now including grandma i mean yeah. grandma outlived everybody except us yeah but they he, richard may not have made it anyway but that well was i mean everybody in the with. family smoked so richard got maybe i don't know 20 years less than everybody else it seems like because they all smoked and we didn't and um despite <laughs> the other thing is despite all of the dysfunction you and i still went off into the world law who would do that? Most people stay close to the source of their misery, unfortunately. You went off to L.A. to become an actor, and I went to New York City to be a writer. But it was so hard to leave this happy home. <laughs> if these walls could talk. If these walls could punch. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, so anyway, if uh, you want to write to us about that, your advice on how to let that go, because that's probably the biggest thing I hang hang on to, like personal thing I hang on to in my whole life. Of the many things um, that wake us up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, so, half alive podcast at gmail.com. And um, so anyways, yes, let's move. Let's get back to our theme of moving forward with our lives, <coughs> despite right, all the but, reasons not to. Well, did we come to any resolution? Well, I think we did. Yeah, just that we know we have to let it go. We need to let it go and move on and see what our our our, our Tens of listeners think. <laughs> so so anyway, moving on to the next part of our show, you found an article or something, right? And creativity, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, part <clears throat> of what we want to do is, even though we're not going to make a living at our art, we still need to keep practicing our art, right? So I found something from a site called writersedit.com, and the article is called Nine Simple Activities to Inspire Your Writing. Are we going to discuss all nine? No. But After uh, that? <laughs> <laughs> I want to discuss the one that sounds the most useful, which is number seven, which is try using writing prompts. Can you explain, like, writing prompt? This is to, this, like, like what they used to call those deadly essay topics for English exams that we had to do in high school. Like, like here's 20 facts about shoemaking in Holland. Like, wrote a, write a coherent essay, putting them all together, like, like that. Is that what you mean? No, La. Take it easy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Let me calm this is down. Not, this, is not, this is not the English regions from uh, 1977. Um, All right. I found one on this uh, site called Readsy Prompts. Readsy Prompts. Yeah. Was, that, was that your stage name at one time? It was. I always read the prompts. Yeah, you were very good. Yeah, she was the, uh, she was the Italian what, girl. What are the field. prompts? What are All the right, prompts? So it's actually a writing contest, too. Um oh. So there are a bunch of prompts, and I want to go through them all, and you all can right. comment on them, of course, as you naturally will. I'm going to be positive. I'm not. And I'm going to tell you which one I think I want to do for next week. All right. All right. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I'm Write here. a story in which each paragraph begins or ends, or both, with the same sentence. That's pretty Too confusing. Too, Too confusing. confusing. It starts with the same sentence, ends with the same sentence? Uh, yeah, okay. We used to do that in improv, though, when I was an actor. 
Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Um, write a story of fragments. So no full sentences, I assume it means. Oh, I'd be able to follow that easily. Skip. <laughs> okay. Write a story within a story within a story within a story, etc. Oh, wow. That's what? a tough one. That's really How would tough. you do that? I don't know. That sounds very... Write um, a story within hmm. a story. How would you do that? Seriously. That's a good question. That sounds very... What's his name? Uh, who's that Skip. director? <laughs> who's the director, Lob? Quentin Tarantino, doesn't it? Um, write a story that formally utilizes a mathematical sequence. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because we both did so well in math. How do you like this? It says the Fibonacci sequence. Yeah, we could do that, huh? I'm Fibonacci? Sure. <laughs> Didn't grandma have a boyfriend named Fibonacci? I thought Fibonacci was something she used to make. That, Remember that, those phone calls we used to get? Mary home. No. <laughs> Mary's been dead for 10 years. Mary home. Was that it, Mr. Fibonacci? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> skip all right um write a story entirely of dialogue this is the one i want to do it's the last one okay nothing but dialogue which is interesting um because it seems like it could it really moves the pace you know what i mean it's like really fast no descriptions no attributives um i think i'm going to do that for next week i'm not going to say it's going to be a huge you know 15 page story or anything like that but i thought maybe you and i could read it together after after i generate it you could be the one person and i could be the other and we won't of course oh and you can coach me through it like you well like you did last time. maybe this but time you could question. actually rehearse it in advance i might isn't the story entirely of dialogue a play uh well could be but although this, there's no if it's just dialogue there's no stage directions right there's so, no stage direction that's so true. i guess it is different oh that's fun yeah i'll read all of it I'll do both. I'll do all the characters. It's always about, well, that means you'll be butchering the entire thing instead of just half of it, La. Well, what are we going to do? Take different, take turns doing well, the I'll different be the one person and you'd be the other, right? All right. I'll let you act with me. <laughs> Will you let me on the stage with you? I'll Dame, do it seriously. Dame Judy. <laughs> all right. Are you going to submit it to the contest? Oh, good heavens, La. I'm not ready for success. Oh, pff, if you're not ready for. <laughs> For success now. La, what if somebody reads that, like some bigwig reads that, I win the contest and I, I'm like suddenly And you leave me. You leave me here in the basement. And then I'm famous and people are following me home. I would just like my privacy, Law. Of course, I would like to quit my job. Are you going to submit it or not? Um, Probably not. Oh, come on. All right, maybe. What do you got to... Wait, is there an entrance fee? No entrance fee and a $250 oh. prize, Law. Oh, my what God. What we could do with that... Just just submit it. Promise the ramen me ramen noodles it. we could buy with that law. Good or bad, promise me you'll submit it. All right. Um, well, I'll try, but we'll we'll work it out next. We'll workshop it next week. How does that sound? Okay, we'll workshop it, and we'll get our what is it? You said fifty listeners. Uh, fifty something. They can all vote on whether you're ready for success or not, <laughs> <laughs> and leave me out of it. Because we all know you're definitely I'm not ready. ready. <laughs> your your career is about to take off, Law. Well, speaking of listeners, mm -hmm. didn't we mention that um, we forgot to mention that we also read a letter from our listeners when we have one? We and do indeed. We have one. We have one. Yes. And this one is from a listener named Joanne Blood, not my real name, from Scotia, New York, who writes. If your name wasn't really Joanne Blood, 
Would you take blood as your as your favorite? Oh, you think she's being she's being sneaky, and that is her real name. Well, maybe. Quick, Google her. Okay. Google Joanne Blood. Joanne Blood from Scotia. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. I see a Joanne platelet there. A jo- oh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, dear La and La, I work in a business office and over the years have become friends with a woman named Lynn, not her real name. She's getting married in a few months, and I was surprised the other day when she told me that because of her very limited food budget for the wedding, I'm invited to the ceremony, but not the reception. Well, that sounds familiar to <laughs> Very limited food budget. I would, I, <clears throat> I would have been fine about not being included at all if she'd said nothing. I don't want to go to either part of her wedding. And to top it off, she has since asked me to organize an office shower for her. I know you two are probably not invited to weddings, <laughs> but you might get wedding announcements so that you have to send a gift. Plus, I assume you're both familiar with being insulted to your faces. Oh, my God. <sighs> So what's your advice for me on how to get out of going to the ceremony and throwing her party? Yours throwing her a party. <laughs> throwing her party. <laughs> throwing her party out the window. Yours sincerely, Joanne Blood, not my real name. I love, I love how she says, so what's your advice for me? Yeah. <laughs> you Joanne, who are you to us? Um, we thank well, you for listening to the show, but I want to know what in the world would make you think, out of all the things you could write us, why would you write us this? I know. What does this have to do with like moving forward with your life or you know, being an artist or dealing yeah. with poverty? <laughs> Joanne Blood. In fact, I want everyone to write us at halfalivepodcast at gmail.com so we can scream at what idiots you are for writing us. That's a good idea, Law, because that's a good marketing. I think that that kind of marketing advice has got us where we are today. Um, well, let's let's try to address this. Um, oh, she's and, asked but, us for advice, so we're going to give her advice because um, she, she says that our qualifications are that nobody likes us and nobody invites us to anything and that people insult us all the time. So, I mean, that's kind of mean, but it's true. Um, I would simply decline the invitation whole cloth. What about you? Well, the part about are you choking? Asking, <laughs> well, it's a confusing is there a chicken thing. wing in your throat. <laughs> One thing I understand, you know, limited budgets, right? So, I mean, yeah, I would huh. not be terribly. In, I mean, it's nice that she invited her to the to the to the wedding. Right. Um, sorry that she doesn't have enough money for the reception. And that, you know, I would have kind of cut the bride some slack for that and told Joanne to just be nice and let it slide. But the fact that she asked Joanne to to <laughs> organize the shower. Yeah. What's that about? Uh, that's a little entitled. What have you ever been to? I know you've had a shower, but have you ever been to like a, these these shower party things? I've never been to one. No, isn't that only for women? Maybe it is. Well, it used to be w- wedding showers. Yeah, it's only for women. I don't know what. And goes what do you on mean? Throw things. it at the office? I mean, aren't people supposed to be working? They don't want to be like opening presents and having. These cake. are the things that you know. Last week we talked about the perverse concentration on achieving your goal right i didn't do anything but work crappy survival jobs and then try to get acting jobs nothing i had no social life and if i did i was a fish out of water so i don't know what happens to these office parties when people have showers and things but it is kind of rude to have this woman try to have joanne organize it and 
not be invited to the reception. Maybe she should invite her to the reception and not the wedding in the church, but no, she doesn't have enough food. I don't know what to tell this woman. Why did she write us this shit? It's stupid. Anyway, I guess, Joanne, I just want you to know, I, we have been invited to plenty of weddings and we have never once sent a gift. So there. <laughs> and we have gone to the reception even we though we weren't have, invited. And we might have stolen a couple gifts from an unguarded table. Well, I'm just saying, La, you know, you get invited to a wedding and there's an open bar and there's a free buffet. Uh, you think we're going to pass that up? We might have passed up the actual ceremony, but certainly we not. We passed the... up the bar, but we didn't pass up the buffet. That's true. Well, I do like sweet girly drinks, so, you know, I might have had a <laughs> might have had a Kahlua or two or seven. Um, anyway, I have an idea. I, I don't know. We have not answered her question. I think we've butchered her um, her request to pieces, but um, I do have an idea. Uh. I think... At the department store that I clean at at night, I am going to ask the boys who are all in their 20s to throw oh, me a wedding sh- I'm going to ask them to throw me a wedding shower <laughs> and tell them I'm marrying another man. <laughs> you know, I like Gen Z. Gen Z made em- might embrace you at that point. They hate me, La. They're not going to throw me a well, shower. They're going to dip me in, in some sort of chloride. <laughs> Yeah, but maybe you know if you if you make yourself vulnerable like that and and ask them a favor like you need them, maybe they'll turn around because oh, they are Gen you imagine Z. That? Gen Z is that's is true. Save the world. That's true. They're not homophobes like like our generation was. <laughs> they hate or you is. for other reasons. They hate me for other reasons. Yeah, definitely being condescending to them, I suppose. But oh my God, law, that is such a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I know you guys all hate me, but I'm I'm marrying another man, and I want you to throw me a shower <laughs> after I get done cleaning the toilets. And I want it to be a surprise. <laughs> I want it to be a surprise. And here's the menu I would like. You know, they, oh, they throw wow. away a lot of food at this place, so. Um, I think we're wasting people's time now. All right, well, anyway. And I don't uh, know. I wish we had gotten another letter. I'm sorry that this is the letter we got this week. That's true. I'm we'll sorry, get... Joanne, but... I'm I pretty sure we'll get a better letter next time. <laughs> <laughs> From Joanne. <laughs> From Joanne. <laughs> Cease and desist letter. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> anyway. Um, so to wrap it well, up... Well, what is the, the... The advice is just tell this bride to go... Yeah, definitely. Herself. The answer is absolutely ixnay. Not not yeah. doing it, not coming, not not throwing your shower. It's gonna you know it's gonna be a chilly uh, work environment for a while, but uh, it's, it doesn't sound like she's somebody who long term you're gonna have a particularly deep friendship with anyway. Hey, that yeah. wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Live. Very good advice. I'm proud of you. you. Very Thank good you. advice. So, La, are you back to your uh, off to work? Are you? Off to work, yes. I have to work tonight a full... I think I'm going to do 10 hours tonight. Ugh. Well, I'll be thinking about you. Love is your brother. I love you, brother. See you all next week, ladies and gentlemen, and those beyond the binary. And thanks for listening. And remember, one last time, send us an email and we'll tear it apart. <laughs> Half a live podcast at gmail.com. See ya. See ya. La 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 la